overdo it. Yeah. We did a podcast, I think we talked for about an hour or so, just about how his shirts as a subscription business runs. Justin generated a pretty large business off of his monthly shirt subscription business that I'll let him dive into more, let alone on the custom side too, and has always really been a really good forward thinker to help bounce ideas off of, while still keeping a business as simple and to the core as possible. So super excited to have Justin here. This is Justin Lawrence, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the reason I'm here is to talk to you about subscriptions and maybe a little bit of online retail. That's certainly how we have built our business and what we have, and I'd love to talk to you about it and tell you all about it. But I also want to leave you with this idea. Like, I'm just humbled to be here because I've given this talk or iterations of it to different types of like business leaders or business people, and it's the first time I get to really talk to screen printers, and you people are my people. And this, like, this mantra, start where you are and use what you have, is the thing that has taken us to where we are today, and it's the thing that is why all of you guys are here today. There was something inside of you at some point that said either damn the man or uh, I'm going to figure out how to do this on my own, or maybe it's a generational business that was passed down to you, but... Um, you guys and me, we're all cut, and gals are all cut from the same cloth of people who are not afraid to get their hands dirty. And so I'm humbled to be here and uh, humbled to be here with you guys. I hope that this is the beginning of a relationship where we can continue to network off of each other, help each other out. So my background, and I'll make this really quick. My first job was at Kentucky Fried Chicken. I got fired. My second job was at Homeland. I got fired. My third job was a Guitar Center, of which I got fired. Then I went to the Apple Store and was a creative for them for a little while. Coolest job title I ever had. I was a creative genius. I was, did wonders for my ego. Um, I got fired. Um, in the midst of it, I went to college at UCO. Um, just small, like, so you, everybody knows about OU and OSU. UCO's right in the middle of it. Division II school. Super cool school. I needed it because it was a smaller place where the teachers I could develop a relationship with. That'll play into the story here in a little bit. Um, finished college, got mar married to a girl. She was from St. Louis. Um, she moved down to Oklahoma. Her dad's company said they'd pay for her school if she moved to uh, Edmond, and so that was a no-brainer for her. I had a kid, decided I wanted to go be a doctor in the midst of it, which was crazy. Um, and so I went back to school. I was not a smart person at all. I, it was C's for degrees. and just get through as best as I could. And so I, I went back as a 28-year-old and decided that I wanted to go be a doctor and everybody laughed at me, which is cool. I went through, I proved them wrong. Um, I'm not a doctor today. I'm one quarter doctor. Um, but I, 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 now I'm a med school dropout, so it's cool. I, uh, I did my pre-med stuff at UCO again, ended up with a second biology degree, sat for the MCAT, got accepted to medical school at OU, super cool. In the midst of it, I while I was working, you know, who said it? Um, Brian said it this morning about the two buckets. You can only do two things. When I decided I wanted to go be a pre-med student, I was playing music for some churches and doing graphic design. That's kind of my origin story is where screen printing comes into it. I started being a science student. I couldn't do science really well. I couldn't, I, I didn't feel like integrity wins. Hopefully it does for you guys as well. The, the product I was offering the church it just wasn't my best effort and it wasn't my whole heart because I was having to focus so much on being a student and learning to be a student. And I had a small fledgling family along the way. So I could only pick two. So at the time it was like, well, my doctor dream and my family. And so I had to quit my job at the church. You know, it started with trying to, what was I going to do to provide some additional income for my family? And 
a guy was like, hey, we got this church camp coming up. Can you do some, can you design the t-shirts for us? Oh, you bet, sure, I'll do that. Hey, who should we use for screen printing? I was like, hey, that's a great idea. I will do the screen printing. So I learned screen printing um, much the same way that I learned how to do organic chemistry, and that was from YouTube. And, and from, the, from the gods, like Ryan Moore taught me how to screen print, and Jonathan at Caspit. I get to go to trade shows now um, with, the, with the equipment manufacturer that kind of pimps us around. Uh, I got to meet Jonathan a few times. And I finished the first year of med school, fast forward. Um, I have a second kid, and I'm back at the same situation again. I don't know what to do because med school is killing me. Uh, my marriage is almost failing, and I have this small screen printing company that I've now built to be something of significance, and so I had to let go of the dream. I had to pick two. I could only do two, and so uh, I, I laid down my doctor dream and leaned into the screen printing operation, and I'll get into the details later. So that's the kind of the full story. I'll step back into a few of those things. This idea of start where you are and use what you have. Five years ago, six years ago, in the state of Oklahoma, people started really getting prideful about Oklahoma. It certainly happened before Oklahoma, and it certainly is happening now as states continue. But this just state pride, we're really proud of who we are, our origins, our roots. It's something that everybody in a state can identify with, and it was alive in Oklahoma City. And the only way, or the most popular way that people were broadcasting that pride at the time was a t-shirt on this new magical, like, artifact from the gods called ring spun cotton that no one had ever heard of, um, which is funny. And People were taking these and making shirts in boutique shops in Oklahoma City and selling t-shirts for 25 or $30. If you wanted these things, you could only get it in Oklahoma City, and so I certainly don't claim to be a pioneer of e-commerce. Um, I did not invent shirt of the month. I don't claim to do any of that. I just used what I had from where I, where I started where I was and used what I had, and what I saw was an opportunity in Oklahoma City and in the state of Oklahoma to get t-shirts to people that didn't have access to them, um, and that was via online and really via Facebook. And so we started going to trade shows. I had a business partner at the time that, that fizzled out quickly. But it was this wild idea that some of us have, you know, when you're sitting around having beers with your buddy, maybe you're laying in bed with your wife, and you're like, hey, let's start a screen printing shop. Or what, you know, I, everyone has a cool origin story of where it begins, but ours was just a simple conversation of like, hey, I can do graphic design. Hey, we can screen print. Hey, we can distribute. Right, so that, that was the magical formula. Like if you can design, manufacture, and distribute, and then do it consistently and give a damn about customers, then you can really have any product. And that's the, that's the, that's the secret to success of any small business. Like care more about your customer than you care about yourself, and it's not difficult. Um, also the climate in Oklahoma City at the time with the screen printing industry was there was, there's some older guys that had been around for a while. Um, and if you wanted to get t-shirts in Oklahoma, or specifically Oklahoma City, you had to go through these archaic assholes who knew like, we are the keepers of the shirts. If you want a shirt, you have to come through us. And if you want your shirt, you have to do all of these things and we get to treat you however we want. <clears throat> Which gives us an incredible opportunity as young people um, who care and are, have fire in our bellies and are ready to print hustle. Thank you, Bruce, for putting this on um, and what a great name. Uh, I think that's a, that's a thing that we all have in common with each other. Um, and so meeting our customers where they were, working really hard for them, and what we think is just simple, they think is astronomically stellar customer service. And it's just, no, just be kind and be integratable, and if you say you're gonna do something, do it consistently, every time. You know, if you find yourself in a situation where you're writing a lot of checks and you don't know how you're gonna cash them, um, and that's gonna do a lot of damage to your business. So that's certainly a big part of our story, is 
over promising and then doing everything that we can to deliver, but we don't miss deadlines. I mean, you have to, you've all been there. You know what it's like to stay up all night and screen print. You know what it's like to call a relative or any warm body to come stand at the end of the dryer to get this rush order out. You know, um, that's just, we all say yes. Um, I think it will be the death of most of us, most of us someday. Uh, and we'll probably be in therapy uh, for some reason or another because we say yes too much. But, and there's a time and a place to say no, but for, um, at this time, it was just a, hey, let's, let's do a t-shirt, let's design, let's put Oklahoma on it, and then let's offer it to people, and it'll charge their card on the first of every month, and they'll get a t-shirt. And so I said, let's do it for 10 bucks. We didn't do market research, we didn't do analysis, we just said, no, we have a, a press, we have time, this might be a good idea. So we did it. Um, our first month we launched, it was super cool. Um, I think I have to attribute some of it to like this, we all kind of, not all of us, but a lot of us have a, a similar background in playing music and being musicians. So for my time in the church and my time in the schools and the, the, the touring and music that I was playing, I, I built up this, I hate saying this, but it's the only like way to qualify it, this idea, this regional celebrity kind of. So as soon as I put something on my Facebook, it came across to a lot of different people and they were like, oh, this is super cool. So we launch it, we get 100 subscriptions in the first month, didn't spend a dime. Um, and we're off to the races. People are sharing it. We're having to describe to people about shirt of the month and what it is. And, and the line that we used a lot was like, yeah, it's like a magazine subscription. Yeah, it's going to show up. You don't know what the content's going to be. You've already paid for it. And we promise it's going to be here on this certain time. You can cancel whenever you would like. We didn't have contracts. We still don't. But that's a very different, you know, that's, here's going to kind of be like heartbreak moment number one, right? Today, there's a subscription box or a subscription service for just about everything. I mean, from dog treats to beef jerkies to whiskey to, I have to tell you the story. I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't going to, but so I had a business partner. We split, we got sideways. He moved, he started a shirt of the month concept. We did all the paperwork. I bought him out. I told him not to do it. We had non-disclosures. We had non-competes. We did, but it doesn't, right? You guys know as well as I do, it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna lie, you're up and invest the money. But anyways, he called his tea of the month, is what he did, whatever. So hashtags. So he did hashtag TOTM. We did, we kind of started with SOTM, shirt of the month. So he did this, he thought he was being clever, TOTM. So he does it for a few months and finally I click on this TOTM. So lesson one, check your hashtags. So TOTM means time of the month. Um, is the popular <laughs> version of this. And I still haven't told him, nor will I ever. I hope that he discovered. But if you click on TOT and it is flooded with very strong women um, <laughs> that are putting it all out there. And then occasionally you'll see this T of the month, which is just comical. So you'll all look at it now and you know who my partner is. Please don't heckle him. He's a good guy. We started it and just went. So mistake number one for us was 10 bucks a month, that included shipping and handling. This was like a time when, you know, we were buying, what was our first shirts? I think we started with a 3001C and then we moved to an Anvil 980. Now we're back, now we're on a, we use District, DT5000, DT6000, is who we currently use. We got into this situation real quick where I realized like, we're making a little bit of money, but we, we didn't really think this one through and so I had to change our prices, which was, I thought it was going to be catastrophic. It wasn't too bad. We changed our prices from $10 per month to $13.04, which included tax and shipping. There was a little more scraps left at the end versus uh, you know, just the bare bones at the beginning. So Oklahoma took off. Um, we found success in going to trade shows, um, the state fairs, just going to places where we could put a product in front of people that was new and they could spontaneously buy and they could sign up. And 
it was easy. Um, you saw a shirt, it looked good, it felt soft. Um, there was no contract. You could opt in, you could opt out. Um, we even incentivized it even more. Like if you signed up here at this show, we'll give you a free t-shirt when you sign up. And it took off. 2013 is when we started. 2015 is when we really kind of started playing for keeps when we started going to trade shows. You know, it was about 100 subscriptions per month in our first year. Um, 2015, we had around 3,000 subscriptions, four employees. We did 1.8 in, in revenue. I just started my pre-med journey at that point. Um, 2016, we doubled our subscriptions. We doubled our employees. Uh, 2016 is when we bought our first automatic. Um, and it was, it was awesome. We did $3.1 million in revenue. And the whole time I'm thinking about like... Wait, you were doing 6,000 shirts a month on mm -hmm. the manual printer? Mm -hmm. Bro, read this with me. Start where you are. Um, and so when I decided to um, quit medical school and I came back in, we had this really hard time living together. Because all of a sudden, Papa Bear was back in town and he had all sorts of free time and he was ready to go all in on his little screen printing business. And there was lots of feathers that were ruffled as we all tried to figure out how to live together because they liked doing what they wanted to do with me kind of managing from 20,000 feet. So I got in, um, and I'm, I will say, um, I, I'm not here to take credit, but you know, those have, I've watched probably three or four different screen printing shops tank, just go down, and it's about a five-year process. So owners, as you find yourself burning out, it's okay, right? Like it's okay if you don't want to do what you're doing for a long time. But man, if you want to, I take, what I take really seriously is I'll jump for, you know, we have 31 people that work for us today. It'll be more next week. I take their livelihood, you know, just, just like what Justin was sharing earlier. Like I'm responsible for these people's lives. I have some portion of it with their, from healthcare benefits to insurance, to workers comp if something happens, to um, a disability plan. If someone gets their arm chopped off in one of our machines, you know, I, I take that stuff really seriously, so I tell you, if you find yourself checking out, you owe it to your team, you owe it to your customers to recognize that in and of yourself, and, and let's find somebody to put in that place, even if it's painful investment, so you can do what you want to do or sell it, right? Don't just death spiral down, because it takes about five to six years for a good size screen printing shop to die, and there's lots of casualties along the way, from your staff to your customers to your name, this, this thing that you, you've built for so long. So recognize that in and of yourself. You don't have to do it forever, but it, you would do yourself a lot to start thinking about an exit strategy. The earlier you start doing that, the easier it will be to do that. So I come back, 2017, we grow, we've got 13,000 subscriptions, 18 employees, um, we've, we get our second automatic when I get back. And then this year, you know, like, so here's what's happening. You know, this is the first year that we just haven't had explosive growth. So we. 2013, I think we did $500,000 in sales. 2014 was like one, I don't know, maybe a million bucks. But then 2015, the only reason I know that it was that was our CPA. I have this shelf in my office of shit that I can't throw away. You know, and it's those like diamond placards. It's like, here's your first million dollars. I don't want, uh, I guess I'll put this over here with the other things that I can't throw away. So I have one of those from then and they, I guess they gave up at that point, which was super, I thought I was gonna get something really significant in 2017, it didn't happen. So we're growing, sure the month starts going down and we have to start dealing with our own kind of mortality. What, what are we gonna do? I'll get to that second part here in a second. Um, I've learned more from not succeeding than I have from succeeding. 
not succeeding taught the lessons needed to succeed in the future. So take risks. You know, I'll tell you, if you listen to me and you go start a shirt of the month thing, you're not taking risks, right? Um, you're not you're not putting yourself out there and trying to give your opportunity, giving yourself the opportunity to succeed or fail at something. You're just seeing something somebody else is doing. And this is something that I preach to my team a whole lot. Is um, I really respected um, Shelby. You know, we there's this special model pricing that we have, and there was a design on some advertising we used, and he called us up and he said, "Dude, this design is badass. Can we use it?" You bet your ass you can, bud. Like my art department made it. Tell me where to send the art files. Thank you for calling and being integratable and seeing like, hey, it's cool that you're doing something else. Can, can I partner alongside with you or, or can I have that resource? Like give a damn about your craft. If, you, if you're ripping off art from Instagram or from Pinterest or from Google or if you have customers that do and you let them do it, man, shame on you, right? Like I employ five graphic artists and I'm really proud of the work that they do. You're better than that. And if you're just trying to take ideas from people and, and put out something else and put your name on it, you're not contributing to the craft. That's why I'm excited to be here with you guys. I'm not, I'm preaching to the choir, I realize this. Like, you guys are here because you give a damn. But I hope you'll take that message and share it and when your customers are asking you to just take this thing, it, yes, you could make an easy $200 by doing X, Y, or Z, but, but push back on them. You know, say, don't, don't offend me as a creative person. I, I don't come to your place of business and ask you to just do this, this, or this, right? You get the idea. We look up, sorry, for, I digressed. On the fixed income piece, we, we can't do anything. I'm not gonna raise our prices again. So as, as subscriptions start going down, we have to figure out, like, we have, what are we gonna do to support these people? What are we gonna do to keep our presses full? What are we gonna do to continue to thrive in the way in which we were? And so we look internally. So we were, it's a whole lot um, to print 13,000 shirts. Right? Some of us have been there, some of us have not. It's one thing if you have the right equipment to do it, right? and you have the employees and you have the ability. It's, it's not too terribly difficult, but if you're trying to do it one time or you get that surprise order, uh, that's you know, the volume that you've never printed before, those things are fun, but we scale to that point. To print 13,000 shirts is cool, and then we have to fold them, and then we have to put them in packages, and then we have to put postage on them, and then we have to put an address on them, and then we have to get it to the customers. Those are things that a lot of us are familiar with. What we're not familiar with is, is when you have 13,000 people that all have an opinion, you know, and they all have a size change, or they all like, this shirt fits differently, or why didn't my shirt show up at this time? Like, these are the things that you don't think about as you scale. Like, how do you handle, we're used to having one person that deals with 13,000 things, like if you do a large shirt order versus 13,000 things that have one shirt. So we started, you know, at first we were printing the shirts and then we just gave them in boxes to a fulfillment company, essentially. It wasn't, there wasn't such thing as a fulfillment company in Oklahoma City in 2014, even 2015 that I knew of. So we worked with this local place called Presort First Class. I knew them when I was working in the church when we had a lot of stuff to mail. We always went to Presort First Class and they helped us mail it. Um, and so they got to grow their business alongside with us. We, we broke our relationship with Presort, Presort First Class about six months ago. Um, and really it was because they didn't want to change their business model to accommodate us. They postage had, had gone up two or three times. Um, they weren't willing to get creative with us to look for opportunities to lower their premiums they were charging us to even try to meet us in the middle. So we broke up with them and we brought it all in house and created a few more jobs, which was super cool. 
and it saved us 10 or 12,000 bucks per month, um, which was super, super awesome. So now what, you know, what's next for us as we look to the future, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you some more heartbreaking stories. Shirt of the month number two is we went to Texas. You know, it made a lot of sense for us. They're just right below us. We started Shirt of the Month in Texas has been going for, I don't know, I think a little over two and a half years now. I think we have seven or 800 subscriptions. It's nowhere near what Oklahoma was. And again, I think it's the right place at the right time. We still do it. We still commit to it. We take the infrastructure, we give it to them. We've been trying to get into the state fair in Texas and they won't have us. I don't know why that is. We're trying. Um, that, that was crucial to our growth in Oklahoma. We want to be there. It is 30 days. So we're kind of scared about this idea of like, I have to staff a, a month long event with a team of three or four people. I have to not piss off my friends like Brett who, who get territorial about Texas. And so Texas is fine, but I, you know, Texas was a good example of Oklahoma experienced explosive growth when we started putting money behind um, Facebook and Instagram ads. You know, it was, it would just, it got in front of more people. Um, engagement went up. So I said, hey, this is easy. Let's start Sure of the Month in Texas. And I, I kid you not, like, I saw this opportunity in Oklahoma. When I put my first ad in, I, gave, I fed it $500. And then in 24 hours, it, it meant like 50 new subscriptions. So I fed it $1,500. And then it was like 125 more subscriptions. And so I gave it $5,000. And then it was like 475 subscriptions. And I said, this is bullshit. Facebook is subscribing to, this is the conspiracies begin stacking on. Like I, this is the first time I'd ever like really fed money to the monster and it was like putting it into a slot machine that was incredible. So I thought, so it abused, I abused it <coughs> and went to Texas and I said, watch this. You know who is uh, more prideful, bigger assholes and more full of themselves than Oklahomans? Texans. Here's $5,000 Facebook send. I think we got our post, we got like, I don't know, 2,800 likes, uh, maybe a handful of comments, like 50 new follows and two subscriptions. Oh. It was good though. I realized like this isn't, you have to, you know, one of the things that Amy, she, she runs our shirt of the month program. She has this motto that's like, we build community through t-shirts. So it's super cool for our shirt of the month in Oklahoma that you walk out and on the first of every month, we have a bunch of school teachers that subscribe and so they all are like, it's t-shirt Friday and they all wear their new shirt and they, or you'll go to the mall and there'll be two or three people that are wearing the same shirt and they're like, hey, you know, and it just, it's cool because it fosters conversation and community with complete strangers. Well, that was true for Texas too. You know, we couldn't just launch a product. We had all of the, we had the sexiest content. We had great copy. We had the platform, we had the infrastructure, and we finally had all of our stuff together, and it didn't work because there wasn't the community, there wasn't the buy-in, there wasn't the feet on the ground, and there wasn't the critical mass, if you will, of people that had bought into an idea. So we launched Arkansas, Missouri, and Kansas and went about it in a different way. We didn't just start throwing money at it. You know, I scaled it way back. I said, here, you can have $500 per month to spend on advertising for these guys, but we're gonna treat it very small like we did Oklahoma when it was very small. And so we have feet on the ground and people trying to be in the states growing it. We're gonna go after New Mexico and Colorado and Nebraska, Louisiana next. We're only gonna do it because at this point it's just easy for us to do it. I don't anticipate a lot here, right? But we have the infrastructure, it's not a lot more. It's just like adding another automatic after you've had your second one or third one. You say, well, why the hell not? Like if we can just hire it and we can do it and we have the throughput, we're silly to not do that.
Which moves me to my next point of my goal in 2017 when I came back was I didn't believe that Shirt of the Month or a subscription-based state pride product was sustainable. I didn't know when, I didn't know how, I didn't know how long it would take, but I knew that it would take a long time to fully die, but I don't know what, what it will look like in words. If you don't start planning for that, then when it happens, you'll look up and you'll just be like, holy crap, where did all our money go? And now we're just a washed up band that nobody wants to listen to anymore. I think you find yourself in a position of struggle and you find yourself in a position where you have to take big risks to try to overcome and bring back revenues that you once had. So my goal in coming back was I, I do believe that custom screen printing, what all of us do, is a sustainable business model. Uh, we get to be the voices and the advocates and partners for small businesses, churches and schools and people that are taking their brand and broadcasting it, not necessarily just ours. So I said, I, I set the goals and I wanted to hire and posture ourselves so that our custom shop could, our custom shop revenues could eclipse our share of the month revenues. And we did that. It took two years, but we've grown. We've grown to a spot now where we've got four automatics. We're established in Oklahoma City and we're working really hard to be known as a Oklahoma City's custom screen printing shop, not the share of the month people. You know, the share of the month people is cool because we have loads of people who love us and who have you know have our shirts um people that probably never would have thought about us as screen printers but using what we have you know and that's a lot of people that have our shirts and doing the best with what we can with it with it letting them know that hey we made that and we can also make shirts for your churches schools and businesses um and we can do it for a reasonable price reasonable price and you'll still get the same customer service you'll still get the same delivery and promises that um that we've done along the way and so the bulletproof diversification piece, three different revenue streams for us. You need to do that. For some shops, it looks like screen printing, embroidery, and promotional products. For some people, it looks like shirt of the month, custom screen printing, online retail. Um, for other people, it looks like, I don't know, but you need to have multiple revenue streams. Um, you need to, and that's the only way that I, we wouldn't have survived the seasonal business of screen printing. I don't know how you guys do it. I'll confess right now. If I didn't have a shirt of the month reoccurring revenue, um, it probably would have taken us a lot longer to grow our shop. It certainly would have taken us a lot longer to grow our shop to the size that it is. So those of you that are starting, you know, small, like you're the real heroes, you know, you just keep at it. We got really lucky. It was right place, right time. Our winters, you know, we have a stability. So if you can find that stable thing that will generate revenue for your stores, and I think there's things like, I'll have Bruce's back, like Printavo Merch. We started with Inksoft. I don't care if you use Inksoft or if you don't. We had a really hard time with it. It's real clunky for us. We had a lot of customers who wanted online stores, and they, so what did we do? Well, we have our whole platforms built on Shopify. Our subscription-based products are not, but it's really, that's the funny thing now, like I'll, I'll go back starting a subscription-based product today, like there's an app or there's a, there's a website you can go to and pay them X and they lay it all out for you. It was terrible when I started a subscription-based product because I had to take PayPal and I'm not a developer either, <laughs> right, Stephen? Like I had to figure out how to get PayPal to talk to this WordPress site to then talk to like Google Sheets and get people's information. Like it, it was terrible. And then I hired a developer and paid a lot of money and it was, he made it all magically happen. But then I was locked into this like Stripe, Chargebee, Shopify, MailChimp, Zapier, like five-headed Hydra 
to make my machine work. And now you can go to Shopify and get re the best one out there, like we use for our, our states going forward, is RecurHub. So if you want to do a subscription-based product, I would advise you against it, but I will also, like, it's really hard. It's always a t-shirt, it's, so it's never, the, right. once they, if I sign up and I say I'm a medium, I'm getting a medium mm -hmm. shirt, unless I, okay. Yes, ma'am. Uh, no other choices, so one shirt, your guys' choice every month, uh, one color, no v-neck, no, just the standard. Yeah, so what, style, the, that's it. No how we got choices. around that, it was, it's a t-shirt. Every single month, there are people that want long sleeve shirts in the winter. We did it one time for November, December, and we gave them an, uh, an option to upgrade like $5 more. We'd give you a long sleeve shirt. It sucked. Like it was so much work to do that because of the, the scale in which we were that it was just easier to say, hey, you know what? We're putting out a newsletter. So the solution was not to just say no. We said, you're getting your t-shirt, but hey, we're gonna design these two or three other designs. Or, or throwbacks to past month's designs that are colorways now, and we'll do a long sleeve, a V-neck, or maybe a hoodie version of that. So we would just we would answer the question with retail. I think this is actually what you just said was a pain in the ass, but what if you had, a, like in terms of like all made shirts, right? Like yeah. the option to opt up to a higher end, like yeah. more eco-friendly option for $3 more. Absolutely, so these are all the right things. And anybody who started a subscription box today and if we really wanted to, could offer these. And are even options that like a consultant told me last year, like, hey, one of the things you can do to hedge against your churn or your loss is let's offer a more premium option or let's offer a, a female cut or let's offer a long sleeve cut. And man, it is a, again, like it's a nightmare to logistically handle all of the things. I don't upcharge for two, three, four XL pricing. Right, like we could make more money, we could do that, but I'm just like, you know what? Like, my philosophy was they have it hard already, and I did, and so I'm not gonna. <laughs>